0: what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Two, three,
1: four. If you're looking for advice from a real girl who might not have the answers, but goddamn she'll try just a tip and you'll be on your way. With Megan Battoon, Welcome to another episode of Just a Tip, an advice podcast that's equally about the tangents as it is about the tips. I'm your host, Megan Batune. Before I say anything else, I'm legally required to mention that I have a live show in Chicago on June 15th, Link to the tickets in the podcast Instagram, at Just a Tip Podcast. I'm not actually legally required to say that. The only thing I am legally bound by is my restraining order in a Lake Mary, Florida apartment complex jacuzzi. That's why I have a friend without legal limitations here to help me help you, Alex Edelman.
2: Hi. Hi.
1: Are you? Uh, do you have a restraining order anywhere?
2: I don't. I, <laughs> I don't. Never convicted.
1: That's really good.
2: Never convicted. Have you ever
1: gotten detention?
2: I have gotten detention. I spent most of my life in detention when I was a young person.
1: Most of your life? That sounds. That's
2: not true. Inaccurate. I most of my life. That's a lie. I went to a yeshiva. It was awful. Jewish school. That's Heyo, cool. If you don't know what yeshiva means, it's gonna be a long ass podcast for you. What uh, I'm what was your Jewish. lunch like?
1: Is it was it was
2: my lunch like uh, <laughs> kosher? <laughs> it was kosher.
1: It's that makes all the sense in the world. I don't know why I asked.
2: Yeah, my lunch was pretty freaking kosher. But yeah, it was it was good. I always had good lunches. Mom always put a lot of effort into lunches, and we never appreciated it. But there were also a lot of wraps. My mom liked to wrap. She liked to wrap. Just take last night's leftovers, put them uh, in like. Oh, a whole wheat wrap, wrap it up, wrap that in tinfoil, throw that in a bag with some, with, with some potato chips, and there was lunch.
1: So cute. Did you ever get little napkins with writing on it, like love? No, mom? no,
2: no. Ne- my mom, my mom had to go to work. None of hey, that stuff. Other
1: people's moms have to work, but they still have time to leave a napkin.
2: No, there was no notes. There are. Were you going to leave a note for your kids? No. Let them let let them. Let's do some real life uh, face to face uh, interfacing. Let's. That's what I'll say to my kid. Hey,
1: that's what you'll say to your kid.
2: Hey, Marcus. You and I, let's interface before you go to school.
1: Sounds illegal. Let's
2: powwow. <laughs> <laughs> sounds illegal?
1: What let's do you think? interface doesn't sound sexual interface,
2: to you? Interface. Interface. No, I
1: know. It just <laughs> no, sounds, it sounds bad.
2: No, it sounds business Okay. My kid, before he goes off to school slash work... He's going to have to work. I'm not just going to let him. I'm not going to pay that private school tuition. Uh, Why does he have to own? be at a private he school? He has to be at a private school. Why? And he has to work his way through school. And if if I can, um, Felicity Huffman style, pay his way into college, then he is going to work his way through high school to pay me back.
1: <laughs> You're going to have an IOU, IOU for your kids' education?
2: My kids owe me so much money. I guess that's... They're going to pay me back the same way I paid my parents back. Which One is? dollar at a time on a well-structured payment plan until they have actually paid off the entire thing.
1: What was your first, oh, actually, I'm not going to ask you that because I'm going to ask you something else, but before we get into any uh, questions, I want to orient the listeners with their oracle today, Alex, we're going to warm up with a game I call Bursts of Firsts. This Mm. is the first time we've ever done this Mm. also, so how do you feel? Um, first question how do you feel that you're like the first like a virgin
2: like, like a virgin
1: okay it's one round
2: like a, I feel like a virgin me at 22 <laughs> and 23 and, and maybe even more but we won't even say
1: it's one round of rapid fire questions everything from your first job to your first public cry etc uh-huh. whenever I yell stop you have to explain elaborate or tell the full story of whatever it is are you ready yes rapid it. fire it's gotta okay. be quick okay here we go are you ready? Yeah. Three, two, first job.
2: Faster! I, the ball boy <laughs> for the Boston College men's basketball that team. That was your
1: first job? Yes. Okay, moving on. First car?
2: Uh, a PT Cruiser. First pet? Never had one.
1: First app you check in the morning?
2: My email.
1: Is that, oh, I guess it is. A first kiss location?
2: Um, Boston City Hall.
1: For, <laughs> did you get married?
2: No. <laughs>
1: first major purchase?
2: First major purchase?
1: Yeah. Something you spot, spent a lot of money on when you didn't have it.
2: Oh my God. Um, I bought a piece of art from Robin Williams' estate sale. That's okay, first, stop. Yeah. Let's stop
1: on this one. Yeah. What do you mean?
2: I bought, I bid, I'm not going to say which piece because it's Googleable, <gasps> but I bought a When Robin Williams Williams passed away a number of years ago, and this year they auctioned off some pieces from his estate for charity, and I had my eye on one, and it was affordable, and it was probably $200, $300 more than I wanted to spend, but I bought it, and I am so happy that I did. Where is it? It's in my apartment in New York City. Ah. And it's it's really special to me, and I'm so glad I have. It's like one of my prized possessions. It's the first piece of art I've ever bought. I love Robin Williams. Big part of my life. this. Is oh a, my god! I just pulled the headgum thing <laughs> off the microphone. I was trying to move the microphone, um, but yeah, I love Rob. I love Robin Williams. The microphone is punching me in you the face.
1: Die on this podcast? No, I'll be okay. Okay.
2: I love Robin Williams. Love this piece of art. First major purchase. Positive energy. Okay. <laughs>
1: I think all of our blood pressure is up now.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. I almost want to finish it.
2: Keep going, keep going.
1: But that's not the game. The game is to stop. Fine. We'll keep going. Let's keep going. Okay. Ready? It's got to be quick, though. Here it goes. Three, two, one. First choice in a karaoke book.
2: Mr. Brightside by the Killers.
1: Yeah, that's how we met. You
2: and I have sung Mr. Brightside by the Killers together with such intense fervor that people at the bar stopped their conversations and paid attention. Yeah. It was great.
1: It was the best. So fun. I can only be in that realm of songs, even though I want to think I want to try to do, I know this is rapid fire. But here I am talking. I want to do "Burn" by Usher because I think people would love it. The thing about karaoke, he has
2: herpes, so I don't. I don't even. Deal how do with you that. know that? Because he was sued for giving a woman herpes without telling her.
1: You could get sued for that.
2: I believe you can if you're Usher.
1: Whoa! I know
2: it's a big deal.
1: Well, "Burn" is still very good.
2: "Burn" is very apropos if you're if you're <laughs> if you're having sex with Usher.
1: <laughs> oh my god! First internet screen name. Internet screen name. First aim, first G- Gmail, AOL. R- Say it! It's embarrassing. I know, I know.
2: Hockey Boy, that's, 77. That's
1: not really that embarrassing. It
2: really was. First Celebrity
1: boy. Crush, because all for Hockey Boy seven, 1 through 76 was taken. First
2: Celebrity Crush, kid who played Peter Pan in the live action version of Peter Pan. <laughs> <First> Jeremy <laughs> Sumter.
1: First Breakup Reason.
2: Um... Just too much.
1: Just too much. concert. She said, concert. this is all just too much. First <laughs> concert,
2: John Mayer and Maroon 5 at the Saratoga Performing Arts Center. Oh I was my 13 God. years that old. That
1: sounds like heaven.
2: Well, it sounds more like a wonderland. Okay. Okay. <laughs> First
1: thing you do when you like someone.
2: Mm, immediately, immediately uh, start uh, getting nervous. I have a weird thing. <coughs> do you want the serious answer? Yeah, I've weird thing that if I, whenever I meet someone, period, I sort of get a vision of how they might fit into my life, and if I like somebody uh, a lot, then that, that vision is fairly intense, and that sort of knocks me over.
1: That's so cute.
2: That's mm, a bit. <laughs> uh, you may. You, and you're wondering if you're wondering why did that girl who broke up with you say this is too much. <laughs>
1: There's your, There's your reason. There's your reason. First show you binged watched, binge watched.
2: Um, The West Wing.
1: Oh, that was recent, right?
2: No. Oh, I how mean, long has
1: that been on the? That I've, was
2: on. That was on for. That was on in the, the in early 2000s, late oh, 90s, wow. early 2000s.
1: I live under a rock a lot of the time.
2: No, you just have a blind spot when it comes to great television written by white guys.
1: You're honestly not wrong. Okay. First excuse you make when trying to cancel plans.
2: I don't... You don't uh, cancel plans? I do. I'm just super honest. Uh, I'm not feeling like hanging out. Oh, really? Yeah, always.
1: That's good. You haven't used that with me, so that's good. First public cry.
2: Oh, man. I mean, I was a child. I cried everywhere.
1: That's great. Okay, we made it.
2: That's it? That's all you got?
1: Well, usually, I feel...
2: (laughs) You fucking coward. That's all you have. Listen, Alex, this is the first
1: time I was trying it out. Do you have any notes for me?
2: Do I have any notes? Here, let me ask you some first questions. Okay. Okay, first bit of favorite clothing.
1: First favorite, I mean, probably my Converse.
2: Oh boy, those still the same ones you have today.
1: I no, I'm wearing Vance. I'm no, I'm wearing ASOS shoes today. You love those white Converse.
2: Okay, Um, ask what first first uh, person you looked up to.
1: Oh whoa, Mary Kate Olsen. (laughs) I was young.
2: You don't have to justify it and say stop. First interest phase that you passed out of?
1: uh, Like something I was super into and then not?
2: Yeah, like but, as a kid or some shit.
1: Uh, either interior design or cheerleading? Cheerleading. Cheerleading. I mean, that was my entire life.
2: Okay. First thing you remember from your MySpace page?
1: Um, I had a photo that I took a la The Truman Show in a mirror with the soap, and I did like a The you Astronaut. Did the, you did
2: The Astronaut head yeah. with the little antennae. And that, oh, we share that as a favorite movie. We
1: do. I know the first time that you asked me what my favorite movie is, we were, it was a f- group of friends.
2: I walked away for a bit. You did. I came back, and they went, what's your favorite movie? And I thought for a second, and I said, I think The Truman Show's got to be it. Yep. And then they went, ah, oh, Megan said the same thing. And I was like, what? I
1: know. You looked at me all weird, and I showed you my phone, and I had him walking up the stairs. If I don't he- see
2: Good afternoon, good evening. By the way, for a guy who doesn't know that he's on camera For much of that movie He's certainly a ham in everyday life
1: <laughs> Yeah, he really has a lot of uh, He's a
2: lot of dramatic quirks. flair Oh, he totally does
1: He's hot
2: He's got his own catchphrase Even <laughs> though
1: He does
2: Yeah It's the best It's like if some—if if somebody's if, if you just ran to someone in real life And you said something And they were like po buddy's nerficked," And you'd be like This guy's got his own joke. He's exhausting.
1: Yeah, 100%. Another fun thing, I know we didn't say stop, but another fun thing about my MySpace is the name of my MySpace is my business name, is my incorporation name. What is it? Okay, well, it used to be Grade A Megs, but at the end, it was Megan Alamode, which is with ice cream.
2: Okay. Yes, (laughs) I'm familiar. I speak Russian. Some people Um, haven't
1: been to BJ's, and that's what...
2: BJs, that's wow, wh- that's so very southern of you. <laughs> that's South Florida, South there. That's Arizona. Wow, BJs, a loaded cookie, that's the loaded right. cookie cake with them. Um, that's right. BJs is the reason America has diabetes. Say it slower. <laughs> loaded cookie cake. Uh huh. With ice cream on top. Oh yeah. And a side of blood thinners.
1: <laughs> a side of blood.
2: Blood thinners. <laughs> For the inevitable heart attack you have at the end of a BJ's meal, I'll have
1: five. forty-eight
2: dollars for your personal myocardial infarction.
1: <laughs> oh my god! Okay, did we win, or do you have any more first questions?
2: Um, I'm all set. I may come back to you. During <laughs> I've the show. had
1: enough of you.
2: I've had enough. Am I done? Have I fulfilled my contractual obligation? Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Keep going. Keep going. Keep okay, going. Okay. No,
1: that's it. We're done. Now we're going to jump into helping other people instead of talking about ourselves. I know. Okay, can you imagine for People once? are sending
2: questions. I'm happy to help out.
1: <laughs> you are contractually obligated to say that. It yes. sounded like. Go ahead. You're reading a teleprompter.
2: My pillow. Of empathy. <laughs>
1: okay. Question you- number, what do you want to say?
2: <laughs> I was gonna do an <laughs> ad for my pillow.
1: Okay, do your ad for is my that, pillow.
2: Clementine, is that an actual company, my pillow? Isn't that the Republican?
1: I'll give you a a thing and you make the ad for okay,
2: it. Okay, I'll do the ad for it when it comes time. Okay, keep going. Let's do <laughs> let's do advice.
1: Question number one. Yes. I'm 22 and currently in a very happy and loving relationship. Kill
2: yourself. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry.
1: That is a choice. Oh my
2: God, don't do that. I
1: love everything about my boyfriend except for what do you think it might be?
2: Herpes. <laughs> You're dating usher. No. I um, uh, love everything about my boyfriend except.
1: If you get close to this, I will do a headstand.
2: Um, Which will be terrible about for a my boyfriend, test. except for his insecurity.
1: No, you're wrong. Except for his political views. Last year, my political science professor taught me everything is political—the way you talk to people, the way you see and treat other people—and now I cannot get that out of my head.
2: Uh, I'm what? judging this guy for dating a 22-year-old, but go ahead.
1: Well, we don't know how old they are.
2: Okay, they said they're 22 years old.
1: One of them is.
2: Can I actually? Can I cut in right now to do a My Pillow ad? <laughs> Oh. Okay, go, go ahead.
1: Off the rails.
2: Yeah, sorry. So, political views. Yes. Um, uh, what's the question? Should I break up with him because I learned that everything is political? What, what has she said?
1: Well, here we go. She has more liberal views, and the way he acts and speaks is more conservative than she can really see herself coming to terms with. She says, I love him so much, and I truly can't imagine letting him go. He's made such a good impression on my family and my friends, which is pretty hard for most to do, and I feel like I've invested so much of my energy that I'd be wrong to let go, but am I really struggling... T- she's really struggling to get past the issue. What would you do?
2: Okay. <laughs>
1: From Politically <laughs> Problematic.
2: Oh. Okay, first of all, your relationship is doomed.
1: Okay, so, so let's no, talk. No, it's
2: not doomed. Here's here's my question. Sometimes people's political views are, if, are reflected are a reflection of a certain, of certain values that they hold. Right. So like I am a pragmatically idealistic person. Who's probably who's lefty. I'm a, I'm a lefty. I'm sort of, I'm liberal. Um, but I have some views that are probably too liberal for conservatives and too conservative for liberals. I'm 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 probably more centrist as a I'm probably more of like a centrist progress But my but the candidate that I want is progressive. But all this comes from like what I think is practical and what I think is empathetic for the people who are who are uh, in the most vulnerable positions of our society. Right. So so my question for your boyfriend is why are you? Republican. If you're a Republican and you believe that, you know, the poor people in this country are a drain on its economy and stuff like that, that's probably something that your girlfriend is going to want to look out for. But if you're, um, you know, if you're, I can't think of a good reason to be right wing, but I'm sure there are, there is at least one that someone would be like, uh, tell me, they'd be like, I'm right wing because i blank. And I'm like, oh yeah, okay, fine. But like, I've been to Florida, and I've had conversations with right-wing people, and I'm like, "Oh, I see where you come from. You come from a place of economic concern and and immediate um, food needs and and stuff like that. And you truly believe that you bear an unfortunate amount and you blame of responsibility for things, and you're blaming other people." Sorry. the The long and short of this is, I don't know if your if so, if your boyfriend's political views are inherently problematic, but I, they may hint at a. Deeper issue that you might want to examine
1: right so if we're gonna go down that rabbit hole of it just being different being different people there's always going to be differences in who you're dating totally so with that being said, have you ever been in a situation where you just don't see eye to eye with somebody that you're involved with?
2: oh my god all, all the time <laughs> I've never dated anyone I think who I've been who I've been totally aligned with on 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 everything i think it's a type for me i think i date people who are very different from me and who uh challenge me and push me in various ways and yeah i've 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 dated people who are on the other side of the political spectrum or at various levels of religiosity or people who are who are um mean just because <laughs> i like a challenge so i think uh I, I think that, yeah, I, I dated someone for four years who who I had very similar political views with, but different, you know, uh, sort of social values or family values or, or something like that. Things things were uh, other things that were not online. And, and those and finding a middle point is a big part of a relationship. You're not going to date. If you're dating someone who has the exact same views as you, uh, then you just haven't talked enough about your views. Everyone yeah. has different specific political views. And if you have the same political views, then you're both being lazy and you intellectually and you've not really dr- uh, drilled down. People, people are different. People are wonderfully different from each other. So it's not inherently terrible that your boyfriend is uh, Republican, although um, <laughs> not a great sign. Uh, <laughs> and uh, you should get to the bottom of why he's a Republican and what you think about the reasons he is.
1: So... When people talk about politics, it's really in, like it's really scary.
2: Oh, come on. Don't be a fucking coward.
1: <laughs> you would just bring it up. If you're in a relationship, be like, hey, why are you like this? How would you bring that up? You couldn't sit your girlfriend down and go, hey. Yes, you could. You, you could. could say,
2: why, why do you have these political views? Because I'm concerned that you lack empathy for X, Y, and Z or That's lack so concern arrestive. for X, Y, and Z. You, you don't would have say to that say to that. someone. I wouldn't say that to, you know. I wouldn't say that to someone just because I wouldn't start the conversation that way. I'd be like, hey, you, sit down. We have to have a conversation. But I'd be like, listen, if it came up, if political stuff came up, I'd say, you know, I'm concerned that you have this view because I think that you are either misguided or I just want to understand where you're coming from because where you're coming from may be a real problem for me.
1: Wow, that's so – do you find yourself being really direct in relationships? I
2: am so direct in relationships that's the only way to be. But I also won't – I also don't fight much in relationships. I tend to just be like, okay.
1: Have you broken up with people or has, has all of your relationships been on the other spectrum, other side of the
2: spectrum? Have I broken up with people? Yeah. I've only had um, three relationships and I've broken a, – of a varying lengths and I've broken off one of those three. So I don't know how you would –
1: A third, I would say. a third. Or maybe, actually,
2: there were four. Let's say four, and I broke off two of them. Okay. It doesn't bode well for that fourth girl that I didn't remember her, but yes.
1: Yikes. So, wait. I have an actual question about, because, so have you ever seen Sex in the City? (laughs) (sighs) Yes, I have. Okay, so you know how Charlotte dates that Jewish boy, and she loves him so much, and she has to convert for him?
2: I have not seen that arc now. But okay. Well, I'm in favor of it.
1: Yeah, for sure. Like what would that look like? Is your family like super traditionally
2: My family's pretty traditionally Jewish and yeah, I would I would hope that somebody would if, if they love me enough to marry me, they'd love me enough to at least interrogate what part of Judaism appeals to me and want to be part of that aspect of my life. Yeah. So that is that is my short answer to a very long um question, but yeah.
1: It's interesting. There's so I'm many people long. that I think are on various levels of that, but in terms of helping politically problematic, it it the part that I'm like uh, about is it she writes like that she's felt like she's invested so much of her energy that it would be wrong to let go.
2: That seems fa- that yeah. seems fa- fallacious to me.
1: That part I don't think we need to That part shouldn't be a part of the equation. No, no.
2: Don't be like, I can't break up with him. It would be be so much (laughs) administrative work. (laughs) I've done so much. He's met so many of my college fraternity buddies.
1: Oh, he gets a severance package. Oh, my God. If there was a relationship severance package, what would you put inside of it?
2: Um, There is. Once you get married, it (laughs) literally is the major part of divorce. It's making the woman who was married to Jeff Bezos the second wealthiest person on the planet. Yes, there is a... Oh, my God. Can you imagine if there was such a thing? Well, yeah. As um, post-nuptial rewards? Yes, there there are. What would go in it? Money. Uh, Although, I don't know anyone who would break up with me. What do you want? Half of my sneaker collection? I don't really know. I only have two pairs of sneakers. You can have one shoe from each of the pairs of sneakers, and then we're both miserable. What a good... Metaphor <laughs> You with two left feet
1: That's sad Yep There we are Okay, we gotta answer what would we do in What would this- we do? Yeah. I already
2: said it, it's super clear I've said it four times When you say leave the relationship? No You ask You ask You figure out what is the root cause of his horrible republicanism Okay, I hear and you you figure out based from there If he's not If he's an If he's a if he's a piece of crap with no empathy, dump him. If he's coming from a place of concern that he believes is pragmatic, then that's an idea that I frankly don't share. But I can see, I can see that not being a deal breaker for some people. So, so I, figure out where it's where it's where it comes from. Don't just be uh. Don't be lazy.
1: I agree. The one tweak that I would make is maybe. Uh, dress it in some loving kindness loving kindness language instead of attacking someone I
2: I, I would do like- it with a steak knife in my hand so <laughs>
1: It sounds like it. You just said that someone is misguided. I feel like that's not like a fun place to open up. I think you got to be like, "Hey, babe, I love you so much, and this has been on my mind for a bit. Uh, it's kind of awkward for me to say this, but like, I I really think it's worth to the discussion. Also,
2: politically problematic. Don't cut uh, me off in. Sorry, this. go ahead. Sorry, okay. right, but sorry,
1: I'm done.
2: Are you? No, and I
1: would say, hey. Could we just talk about some of the these underlying issues? Like, I, I want to be on the same page, and I want to understand where you're coming from, and maybe I'm, maybe I'm misguided, and I would love to get your opinion. Guys love it. Not to make this a sexist thing, but in my opinion, people that I've dated have loved, actually, girls and guys, friends, colleagues, d- dates, people, everybody. They love being included, and they love feeling like they have some sort of say or authority in something. So put it on their plate and go, like, tell me everything.
2: All right, let me say one thing about your question, politically problematic. The fact that you said my political science professor taught me last year that everything is political makes me think that your grasp of politics maybe isn't the strongest. So
1: Plot twist.
2: So as well as doing this, maybe pick up a couple of books and continue to make yourself informed and hone your political opinions and be prepared to defend your points if he comes back at you. So, but yeah, I think think that you need to uh, also realize that in all seriousness, I think a lot about politics. Um, I host a show for the BBC about young people and their politics called Peer Group. And I think that being political is a lifelong journey and people um, people's viewpoints shift and move over time and pretending that someone's viewpoint is entrenched and who they are and who they are always going to be is a real dangerous way to think and it also prevents people from growing uh if you assume someone who's right will always be right and not affected by real world events and if someone who's left will always be left and not affected by real world events or if you assume that someone is lefty on a global or national level and automatically lefty on a civic and neighborhood and micro level then that is also dangerous and vice versa so like just keep in mind that being Political is a continuum that can't be easily contained, and even and even someone's position on that continuum can change at any moment based on current events. And and you should hope more than anything that your boyfriend isn't just, uh, you know, empathetic. And I'd be more concerned if your boyfriend was um, not politically informed and not uh, conscious of 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 the impact of politics in the real world than I would be if he was a uh, Republican. That's all I have to say about yeah. that.
1: <laughs> okay, then we're done. Okay. I feel like there's so many people that I've heard success stories, rare as they are, like a like a dating app story, but so many people are Republican and Democrats, and they make it work because they love each other. Okay. If you love each other, you love each other. If
2: you love each other, you love each other, but...
1: What would we do? We would talk to them.
2: We, yeah, you need to talk to them. It's very, very simple. Love have that. more conversations.
1: I love conversating.
2: <laughs> no shit, podcast girl.
1: Listen, let's take a break. I think we we exhausted ourselves. You don't want to take a break?
2: Uh, okay, I'll take a break. Let me do an ad for my pillow really quickly.
1: I told you what you were going to do.
2: Hold on. I'm going to do an ad for my pillow, which advertises almost exclusively on Fox News. Looking for a place to rest your bigoted head? My <laughs> pillow. <laughs> My pillow, is, my pillow isn't My pillow is just America's number 17 pillow brand. It also <laughs> comprises a good 25% of the wall between the United States and Mexico. <laughs> my pillow, <laughs> the racist pillow of choice. Okay, go ahead. I don't even know
1: where to come they in from that. They advertise
2: exclusively on like, Tucker Carlson's show, and they will not be moved. And they're so racist. I think they've gotten a couple of like Trump shout-outs and stuff like that.
1: Yikes. Is that
2: right? Yes, they have. There's nothing.
1: If you could get a shout out from somebody,
2: who would it be? Barack Obama. I'm I'm not even that lefty, but holy crap, (laughs) is that guy. If I was a dyed-in-wool Republican... I would want a shout-out. I bet you Trump wants a shout-out from Obama.
1: Oh, sure. That's how
2: cool Obama is.
1: He really is. He's,
2: he's so cool and sexy, and he's a real smexy. zaddy. I really want You know who's
1: a super zaddy?
2: <laughs> who's that? Will
1: Smith. In a way that I wish he was my father.
2: Really? <laughs> I think
1: Will Smith would be the coolest dad.
2: Let me tell you something. There are two kids who have... Will Smith is a father, yeah, and their mental health does not suggest to me that he is the best dad. I
1: think everyone's mental health suggests that our fathers could have done a better job. Um,
2: I blame my mental health issues, if I have any, on myself, not my parents. Will Smith—by Will, the way, I read an article once where Jaden Smith and Willow Smith were being, were given interviews, and they both seem like lovely, talented—I uh, don't want to badmouth Will Smith— I've just it sounds decided. like you Clement- already have. Clementine, you need to cut this. <laughs> uh, you- we
1: can't cut
2: everything. <laughs> yes, you can. When you say, you know who's a Zaddy? Will Smith. Here's what I would say. Oh, wow. Will Smith sounds great and not at all too much of a workhorse. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this sounds like someone <laughs> Frank invited all of anything you've ever said on the internet. <laughs> Who
2: makes his children work very hard when they should be in school.
1: Okay, great. Who would you want your dad to be if you could change
2: fathers? Ooh, that's a good question. You
1: think. had to, not that you could. You have to change dads. I'll, do, I'll take Steve Carell and you can't take him.
2: Ooh, that's a good one. Who would I want to be my father?
1: And my brother, Andy Sandberg. And my sister, Kristen Bell. And my daughter, I haven't gotten there.
2: <laughs> you haven't gotten to where your daughter is? Well, I, I haven't my... gotten
1: to my husband or my daughter yet. I
2: want my dad to be the actress Annette Benning. I feel like who Annette, is this? The actress Annette Benning. She is Warren Beatty's wife. She is very, oh, very. Oh yes, she's very cool. She seems remarkably stable and well adjusted. Um, she's extremely talented. She's very kind and nice. I've met a couple of moms and dads who I'm who I'm like, wow, you seem like great pa- parental units, but. But, um my boss Jenji Cohan is a really uh I'm writing on a Jenji Cohan show at the moment. She's done weeds and glow and orange is new black and our show, which won't be announced when this has come out but it's a lot of fun
1: and you want her to be your dad
2: she's really cool she's a really cool lady, and she seems really um and she is really well adjusted and she does seem to like have raised her kids with like particular uh particular interests that are really really unique and special and i find myself like really impressed by her uh her, her daughter and and i've heard i haven't met her son but i've heard a lot about him and i'm like that kid likes baseball's good enough for me um i've met some people who are really good dad like i opened for beck for a little while and i'm like this guy's a great dad all these kids are all these kids are so his daughter and son uh tuesday tuesday and cozy are really really smart well-adjusted children. So like, yeah, I think I think as far as celebrity dads go though, I would like a net penning, please.
1: You can have that. Okay. One follow-up question to y- Yes. Your kids, since you've had some examples of cool kids on the block around you, what are you going to take from anybody that you've seen and implement into your own kids?
2: Oh, uh, that's such a good question. Um I think I really want my kids to develop their own interests, but I would also introduce them solidly to things that are traditional that they might not be interested in because you never know when – I actually think a lot of traditional educational elements that are sort of like – um Being discarded now are actually really useful. I I don't think that children... I think a lot of people are are letting their kids design their own educations and stuff like that or go to art schools that don't teach things from a sort of core curriculum. And I do actually think sometimes that certain things or at least having a strong core curriculum is really useful for children because you never know what elements of reading, writing, math, history might might come in useful as practical examples for you as you progress later in life. Like there are things that I didn't get traditionally that I think would have been useful to me as I get older. And I'd also teach my kids. um, I know it sounds silly, but I think it's really important for your kids to know how to swim. That's a biblical commandment for Jews. You have to teach your children how to swim. I think it's important for kids to know how to swim. I think it's important for kids to know how to handle money. And I think it's really important for uh, children to know how to, uh, drive a car and do emergency EMT stuff so like I would get my kids driving cars as soon as legally possible and I would have my kids go through EMT training around that same time so
1: that's great like, I'm just yeah. gonna get mine to be able to sing oh
2: <laughs> my kidding. god I want my kids to have self awareness so they won't be singing that- <laughs> let's take a break for my pillow <laughs>
1: Let's not take a break from my pillow, but we will take a break. My,
2: my right? pillow stuffed with immigrant children. Oh
1: my God. We're going to take a break while Alex gives us an extra piece of advice you can find on Just a Tip podcast on Instagram. Also, you can buy tickets for the live show June 15th. That wasn't a lie the first time I said that. And we will be right back, not talking about my
0: pillow. My pillow, <laughs> the pillow of choice for Tucker Carlson.
1: back. You may know Alex Edelman from being on Conan or working harder than me for some reason, but he's here now doling out advice and uh, doing controversial ads. Before we get into act number two, what are you obsessed with right now? My
2: pillow? No, um, (laughs) I'm obsessed with The book "Sum" by David Eagleman. It's one of my favorite books. I've given it as gifts many times. Um, I I, I like to read. I'm also reading a book by the about the architect Frank Lloyd Wright, whose design I'm obsessed with. I'm obsessed with the art of a guy named Tristan Eaton, who does uh, really great, really great sort of collage style wall murals. I'm obsessed with. Hiking slot canyons, which are like really tight squeeze canyons. And my favorite ones are Antelope Canyon in Pace, Arizona. Um, Annie's slot canyon in Solana Beach near San Diego. Um, uh, the ladder and rope canyons in Mecca, California. And yeah, those are good. Those are good starting ones. Uh, start, with, start with ladder before you go rope. Rope is pretty challenging.
1: <laughs> Very good. When's the first time you ever did one of those slot canyons?
2: I did one in October of 2018 and And you were hooked. Totally. I loved it. It was a lot of fun. Canyons like America's national parks are not kidding the best thing about the United States. I'm not exactly. I've
1: never been to one. You've never
2: been to a national park? They're so fun. Hiking is so fun. And you know what? Millions of people a year go and they're free. And they're great. Uh, They're not free, but they're they're like thirty. They're like (laughs) thirty bucks. But like compared to other, you know, going to Zion National Forest, such a better Zion National Park, such a better idea, such an unmissable thing um, than say, you know, taking a holiday to some beach. Like you, you gotta you gotta go to a national park. If I'm if I was gonna advertise something seriously, I would advertise America's national parks. The best idea. And I think there's a documentary by Ken Burns called America's Best Idea, the National Park Service, but it's really cool. And my favorites so far have been Zion. I went to Joshua Tree last week, and that was really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and also there are state parks that aren't part of the national. The Valley of Fire in Nevada has some really wonderful canyons, very small slot canyon at the end. Um, but Joshua Tree has a lot of great hikes. The Chasm of Doom inside the Hidden Valley hike is Really hard to find, but you can find videos online that will lead you there, and like it, it, it's cool. It's just really cool. The national parks—that's what I'm currently obsessed with.
1: Very good. Was that enough? <laughs> yeah, it's. It <laughs> You're obsessed with a lot of things.
2: I am. I'm an obsessive. I'm very curious. I'm curious like a like a cat.
1: Ask me a question. What? I thought you were curious.
2: I'm curious like a cat. Uh, what's your favorite type of motorcycle?
1: Oh my god, none. Don't get one. That's my I advice. I think
2: motorcycles suck.
1: Agree. Let's get into another question.
2: <coughs> yes, let's.
1: Here we go. From a 27 year old male.
2: Kill yourself. Go oh my ahead. god, <laughs>
1: that's not the answer. <laughs> Ever.
2: Okay. Yes. Sorry. Go ahead. 27 year old male. I'm Strike a 27 year
1: old man.
2: Strike. Two.
1: But I feel way behind socially than a lot of others my age. Growing up, I put so much focus into school and getting good grades that I didn't experience much else. Uh-oh. I'm hoping to do more things that are new slash scare me this year in order to help myself grow. I have a lot of trouble getting over my initial fear of a situation before getting comfortable with it. The problem is that the jumping into the deep end approach gives me a lot of anxiety and sometimes turns me off from something. On the other hand, I get impatient with the baby steps approach when it can feel like I'm not making any progress. Do you have any tips on how to stay the course when you feel like you're not making any progress? Or maybe you think you just have to go for it.
2: Moderation, baby!
1: Say more.
2: Um, okay, this is my advice. For What's his name? Riskless. Riskless. First of all, riskless. Um,
1: <laughs> There's so many hard S's in first there. First
2: of all, Riskless. Um, I appreciate where you're coming from. I've been there, bro. Still am there in some respects in different aspects of my life. Um, I feel behind my peers, but everybody does in certain respects, you know, uh, Will Smith's kids don't think they've had enough fun because they've had to be professional children. Um, and, and so I, I think that a good way for you to sort of get into it is to, um, Don't jump into the deep end. Don't jump into the shallow end. Jump into sort of like, mm, uh, let's say three-sevenths of the way.
1: Like a safe place if you're actually talking about a physical. I've jumped into the shallow end.
2: Push yourself. Push yourself a little bit because if you push yourself a little bit, you'll find the aspects of the things that you like. And you'll steer towards those aspects. And like – my my advice for you, if you wanna, if you want more of a social circle, find an interest, find other people interested in those interests, and go there. And for a while, talk about that interest specifically with those people, and then sort of maybe make them real friends. Like I have a lot of friends in comedy because I love comedy. I have a lot of friends in music and um, and writing because those are two things that I love, and it's very easy for us to get together and talk about that. And I have a lot of friends, this sounds silly, who are Jews because we talk a lot about what it's like to be Jewish and what the various um, spectrums of identity are. I've used the word spectrum twice. Um, but, yeah, find a thing you have in common with, with, with people and go for that. Go at that because that is the way forward socially. Does that answer his question at all?
1: Yes, it does. The – I think the main question is anxiety, but I think those are great places. Yeah,
2: well, if you start from with a thing that you have genuine love for and enthusiasm for, then you'll find it easy to talk to people about those things. I I swear to you, if you find the thing you're most interested in, then talking to people about those things will be easy. Just go, like, there isn't a single thing that you can be interested in where there doesn't exist a community around it. It is truly the wonderful thing about the 21st century is the... Community that is engendered by um, by interest it creates tribalism, but it also creates a very um, you know a, a very uh, a veritable uh, buffet of opportunity. So so yeah, you should um, explore your own interests, pal.
1: I love that. Also, I love Golden Corral. Ever been?
2: No, not kosher. Okay. <sighs>
1: Not everything in there isn't.
2: That's true. I've never been to Golden Corral because it's a fast food place in the It's not a
1: fast food food place. It is a
2: fat fine. It's a medium range, it's a low-range national chain. Golden Corral. (laughs) My pillow stuffed with Golden Corral Onion Rings.
1: (gasps) Honestly, more enticing now with the onion rings. I think my tip for not feeling like you're making any progress is give yourself a little treat. Every time you get to a specific Actually, I take this all back. I was
2: Yeah, I hate this.
1: <laughs> I was going to say once you hit a milestone, then, you know, give yourself a treat, but I don't agree with that so much anymore because it's almost incentivizing you needing to like get to a specific place versus like trusting the process and being like systematically okay with it versus like dangle a treat when you feel like you've done a good job. Can
2: I Can I tell you why? Yeah. I seriously not dis I don't disagree with your approach cuz I think I hate to come out of my gruff sort of kill yourself character but I love you and think you're extremely wise and um, I will say Spit it out Okay I think that being genuinely curious about something is is great not just because you know because the journey is its own reward as tacky as that sounds so like the treat for you is doing the thing the treat for you is talking about a thing that you love it's a really wonderful fun function of different kinds of interest like like you really should be so um, so in, so enthralled that you have, as an American or an English speaker, the opportunity to explore your interests. So, like, don't do a thing where you need to incentivize yourself to do it. Do the thing where the thing is the incentive. It's so much. It's so much reward on its own. So
1: yeah, no, I think that's great. In in terms of you wanting to do more things that are new and scare you to grow. I would make a list. I'm a list girl. I have made so many lists. That I
2: agree with. Great, great tip.
1: Make a list of things that you, that scare you. And then maybe just like try and cross one off or like look into one of them and whichever one pulls you the most. I read this book once that had like such a good quote. It was like, it doesn't really have to do with this (laughs) at all. I'm like, green eggs and ham. It said, uh, if you want to be interesting, be interested and I think yes yes dude I think it's such a good tip and also like push oh nope, pull don't push anytime you want to like bring interest into something don't like push something on somebody bring them in that's a charisma tip I think yeah. not that I have it but I read it once I think we helped
2: that's a great the, I think we've given you and also if you need anything specifically in terms of a list of interests reach out to me personally um <laughs> Personally. Yeah, you can reach out to me. My Twitter handle is at Alex Edelman. I will happily suggest a list of things that you might be interested in. I love stuff. I love.
1: I love stuff.
2: I love stuff. Alex
1: Edelman. I love That's, stuff. Stuff. that's your senior that's, quote. That's what's going to be
2: on my goddamn stuff. headstone. I love stuff. It's <laughs> such. A, I love stuff. A real capitalist. I'm a thick bitch. I, I like headphones. <laughs> <laughs> it's but, a I Beats by a Dre commercial. I love stuff. Um, yeah, get interested, get interested in, in stuff and don't make it television. Everyone's, everyone's interested in television, you prick, but also, uh, I don't know, I don't know. Uh, good luck, man. It's that tough situation. <laughs> oh but God. also, it's really fun to get involved in new stuff that scares you. And once you're like, once you get over the idea of like, I'm 27, I'm too old for this. Uh, you're wrong. You're not too old for this. Just to re- Your 20s, I had a really good boss, Larry Lucchino, uh, who, at the Red Sox when I was working in baseball. And he used to say, everything before 30 is preface. And you're still in your preface, buddy. You got three more years. And if you started late, maybe give yourself another couple years of preface because uh, you need to. Everybody needs little time to find their feet and what they're interested in. Some people don't do that for till their 40s or 50s or whatever. But, like, yeah, you're fine. Go ahead.
1: You're fine. Go ahead. Okay. Let's make a list of things that we are scared of. We'll each put in five.
2: Um, my – no, no. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. Uh, okay. Five things that you're
1: scared to try. Why don't you try- go first? Why don't you go first? Well, we'll go one and one.
2: Okay, fine. One on one.
1: Okay, so here. I am scared of – Uh, I'm, I think I'm scared of skydiving. I can say that. Yeah. What's yours?
2: I haven't had a um secure and loving relationship in a little while, so I'm a little scared of that. But uh No same. Can uh, yeah, I can a, I also have that yeah, one? <laughs> yeah, no, you can't. You said it was one on one. So okay. you're skydiving for yours <laughs> and I have a secure and loving relationship, but I'd really like uh I'd love I'd love one of those, please.
1: I'm scared of
2: Oh yeah, and I'm scared of it too. But whatever.
1: Should we continue or should we just keep those?
2: No, let's continue. Yeah, now you want to do five? You want to do five? We okay. can re-examine one. Okay. Well, four. if you're
1: going to be earnest, then I guess I I can. No,
2: no, that. I'll do I'll do silly shit for the next one. You'd be at one <laughs> earnest one and four four things that four things that are PG thirteen.
1: Okay, I am scared that I will lose. Dri- not drive. I'm scared that I will lose the.
2: Oh, this is so earnest.
1: <laughs> it really is. This is probably the earnest, the most earnest I have ever been. I think I'll, I'll, I will lose like the energy that I had to continue to do all the things that I do when I started. Like I'm just gonna like burn out. We
2: moved away from things, and now you're just talking insecurities.
1: So you got to go
2: with things—things things that you're scared that of. Is the things thing. that you're scared of. Yeah,
1: I'm scared of like not being able to keep it up.
2: Okay, fine. That's a thing. All right. Um... I hate
1: that you hate it.
2: I don't hate it. I just think you're like, oh, Alex went. Uh, Alex turned turned a uh, a noun into a into an insecurity you while I just do insecurities. We yeah, did. okay.
1: We we'll do four things in one insecurity. I
2: we're spending so much time on the rules. You have won <laughs> skydiving. I've got one secure, loving relationship with with a with a uh, single human yeah, female. I have
1: falling off.
2: Falling off. Fine. That's Fine. A, that's a thing. You're scared of falling off. That's not a new thing you're afraid to try. I'm afraid to try a single oh, I'm trying, I'm, things I see, that you're I see, afraid I see, to I see, try. I see. You're
1: right, and I'm wrong, but I also am going to take yours. I'm scared to get into another relationship because it was so painful the last times.
2: Oh my gosh. <laughs> Clementine, <laughs> she always liked this. Okay. Um, this is the, I'm off the rails hard with this one. Oh, totally. You're t- gone off the rails. All right. What am I afraid of? I'm afraid of, um, Having to one day, uh, even though I'm a comedian, like a stand-up comedian professionally, like truly have my own thing, like truly start at, at my own like thing and be a be a showrunner or be a CEO or be a, a thing and have folks work for me—that is truly scary to me. I, I can't thought these imagine. were going to be silly. <laughs> yeah, they're going to be silly eventually. Right, fine. Eventually. I uh, think I'm afraid to try uh, 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 jalapenos. I've never really oh gotten my into God, jalapenos. I was
1: just going to say jalapeno sushi. I That's genuinely crazy. think that you have
2: zero um, original thought and that you just <laughs> go ahead.
1: Um. Okay. Silly one. Some lighthearted stuff over here. Yeah. I'm afraid to. What am I afraid of? Uh, swim with sharks. Okay. Not that I would because yeah. I'm too afraid of it.
2: <laughs> a lot of outdoor activities on your list.
1: <laughs> I don't like going outside.
2: Yeah, you don't like going outside. I love going out I recommended hiking. And I know. Like, well, the thing is, I don't, I don't
1: like hiking and so I was like, oh, these little slot canyons sound really cool. They're
2: so cool. For you. For I mean, they're amazing. They're really fun. If
1: I went to a slot canyon, I don't think I would hike them. I would like, I would take a journal and like listen to music and write, or I would like take pictures of them. Like I don't think I would be into I don't think I'd be into the actual hiking of it.
2: I'm afraid to. New thing I don't I'm afraid to try, dog ownership. Don't have a dog, never had a dog, love mm. dogs, can't get one. Yep. Okay. Not you. <laughs> it,
1: it looks like you're less interested when they're silly.
2: I mean, I can't think of many silly ones, to be I honest know, with you. I know, I know. I'm so not many afraid fears. of anything silly. I'm a stand up comedian. It's like people's number one fear. People's number one fear is not doing well in a public setting, and that is like my default position. I'm afraid of so many things, but they all have to do with like people or or things that are alive. And you want me to say like I'm afraid of bungee jump? Who gives a crap? I've done. I've. I've. You. You want to know the scariest thing possible? Perform in Poland on a Tuesday in front of an audience (laughs) of twelve people. A promoter who is so upset that he's lost the money he's paid to bring you out there, and they want you to do an hour and 15 minutes like there's there's nothing worse than I can't think of anything worse than that sounds horrific it's horrific so I'm not gonna be afraid of skydiving I've already died (laughs) I died once and by the way the first three years I did comedy I was awful Adam Conover the guy who does Adam Ruins Everything one of my favorite comedians he like Him and, like, a whole bunch of his peers haven't seen me do comedy in probably, like, eight, ten years— and they definitely think I'm like the shittiest comedian in the world because they haven't seen me in eight, 10 years. And, and I was the shittiest comedian in the world. So there's not like, I'm afraid of so much. My entire life is like driven by fear, but it's not, it's not like bungee jumping or skydiving or like heights or water or, or, or touching an elephant's trunk because I have, <laughs> Clementine is like, where, where that last one come from?
1: <laughs> yeah. Where has it come from? I
2: don't know. People are afraid of touching. Animals, I don't get it, but like, uh, I mean, look, children touch the back of stingrays, and those motherfuckers took out Steve Irwin. They're like, I know the whole world is topsy turvy. (laughs) (laughs) What are you afraid? What are you afraid? I think we've done
1: the afraid of part. Yes,
2: we probably have. What more? I want to give more advice to Yutzes.
1: Okay, here we go. This is the last section. I need your help in making.
2: I want to give so much advice. Can we do 10 questions rapid? Yes,
1: that's the next part. (laughs) Yep.
2: The next section is called... Shut up, Clementine. Your (laughs) producer is giving me such a stink eye because I am a rule breaker.
1: I can see why.
2: Okay, go ahead.
1: (laughs) I need a seatbelt on this couch. I want to be
2: back on this podcast very soon.
1: I am losing my mind. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) The next section is called tip jar. I almost don't want to ask you to make a jingle, which is normally what I ask because I think it's going to be a rant. I'll do a
2: jingle. I'll do a jingle. Okay,
1: when I say the words tip jar, you have to do something jingly. Here we go. And now for a segment called Tip Jar.
2: Tip jar, tip jar, put more than the tip in, the tip, in the jar. <laughs> tip jar, put that tip in the jar and then take it out again and put it in the jar and take it out again. It would have been perfect you, if you, oh yeah, okay. oh yeah,
1: oh yeah, oh yeah.
2: I'm gonna just going to talk over jar. this
1: as if it was a rap song. It would have been great if you stopped at again because it rhymed with in and then you just kept going. Leave on the laugh. Okay, I'm going to read a suggestion that was left as a comment on the podcast Instagram, okay. and we have to weigh in with our two cents on each subject. Rapid fire.
2: Okay, go as ahead. As
1: you wish. Go ahead. Do you have a tip on birthday ideas?
2: Um, Yes. Small dinner, friends, good conversations. Um, Like serious, serious conversations. And here's how you'll know who your friends are. Uh, The ones that don't leak away at the end, the last six people who are there shutting the whole party down, those are your friends, and that's when you're going to have the good conversation. Yeah! I had a thing at my birthday party this year where there were like six people left over, and I said, let's all go around and say our biggest flaws, And and then we went... Around and said our second biggest flaws, and that really felt like a deep cuts conversation. And then yeah. one of those people from my party <laughs> apparently ended up at your party, recommended the same conversation. Yeah. And then you were like, "Boy, there was this great conversation at my birthday party." And I was like, <laughs> "Oh, was Nick Kocher involved in that conversation?" You are like, "Yeah, he suggested it. Why? Because he stole it from my friend." Morgan Evans and me and Milana Veintrib and Adrian Finkel and a whole bunch of other people who stuck around. But yeah, um, good conversation. Small dinner. You're, uh, you're an adult now. No, no big. You we can don't have know the- how old they are. All right, fine. If you're a teenager, enjoy Dave and Busters. Uh, okay,
1: uh, offensive, because I love Dave and Busters. I had
2: my birthday before this year. Before this year, when I turned 30, I had my last two birthday parties at Dave and Busters. It's a really good birthday party. Fine, permitted. Dave and Busters. Dave tip and put Busters. The tip in. <laughs> okay,
1: no. My tip for birthday ideas is also keep it small, but also uh, double header escape room. Moving Ooh. on.
2: Good idea. Amazing idea. Incredible idea. Megan, one of your best. We must do it.
1: Yes. The thing is, a group of my friends and I don't do an escape room unless we have enough time to do two. Because the first one kind of lubricates your mind into where you need to be thinking. To the second one, which you will crush. That's
2: a lot of money. And I don't know that people have that sort of cash. But you like, save up
1: for what you want.
2: Okay. Wow. Um, yeah. If you haven't done an escape room, I highly recommend it.
1: Escape rooms. just. <laughs> <laughs> god okay okay moving on meatless mondays do you have a tip for that
2: um yeah just if you're gonna go meatless go meatless if not don't like like i don't really eat red meat anymore because my friend nikki glazer put up enough posts that sort of like and i'm working on like just working meat out of my diet it's really difficult but like if you're gonna not do meat just don't do meat like Go whole hog. Just start. Instead go whole of it,
1: hog, not meat.
2: Go that. whole hog, no hog. If you're <laughs> if you're making if you're making an effort to be meatless, just make the effort and don't make it specific on the worst day of the week. Go ahead.
1: <laughs> I think if you're going to go meatless, try Beyond Meat burgers and not the Impossible burgers because I think they're better tasting.
2: Next, I I, dis- I think Impossible Next. burgers no are No room amazing. to disagree. Okay, Next, fine, fine. go ahead. Uh,
1: tip on injuries.
2: Um, enjoy them. Enjoy them everybody gets injuries every provided they're not crazy serious enjoy the scar part of your life story everyone accumulates little nicks cuts and biopsy scars everybody needs them i have I have several weird injuries all over my body and um i don't love them yet but it would be nice to love them so try to um also like take it easy don't exacerbate injuries lots of serious in all seriousness lots of uh the most serious injuries are usually things that have been, like, exacerbated. So, try to take take it easy. Take it you've easy. Been
1: and if you get injured, right. This rice. seems like
2: a no-brainer. Rest,
1: ice, compression, elevation.
2: Ooh, good one.
1: Good one. All right. We have two more. Here we go. A tip on accents.
2: Don't do them.
1: I agree.
2: They kind of suck. I have a fun game that you... Um, I have a fun game that I like to... Like to play, which is where I bring, I bring a person over to Clementine's already like, what the fuck is this going to be? Okay. I bring a person in and I'm like, sorry, they only speak Italian and then they'll be like oh that's fine and then I'll and they're like what's their name and I'll turn to the person and I'll go I told them you only speak Italian uh, what is his name and they'll they'll look at me and they'll go eh, my name is a Chelly. and I'm like her name is Chelly. and then <laughs> <laughs> that's very good and how long does that last <laughs> it's a lot of fun and I do it and and sometimes I'll go uh, I told this idiot that you only speak Italian and they're like eh, did he buy it and I'm like yes there's so
1: much stuttering in these accents I <laughs> The
2: Italian accent is really, really fun. I have a little joke on stage it never worked about how how <laughs> it good worked. it is that Italians have never been oppressed because like, you know, it's so much fun to do an Italian accent. And if it was a protected accent, like any sort of oppressed people's is, uh, mm-hmm. accent, like currently oppressed people, it'd be really, like, can you imagine like Super Mario Brothers, but like they're like any other group of people besides like French? We would be absolutely horrified. But like, of we're course. like it's for me, audio. It's so much fun.
1: It is one of the only ones where you can't get offended.
2: It's the only one you can do. And even French is kind of like.
1: Yeah, I mean, the, <sighs> I think just don't do accents. If if you can help it, don't do it. Because I think you get in some little rocky territory. Give me
2: any accent and I will do it right now on your show.
1: Um, Can it just be a feeling?
2: Yeah, of Heart course. Heartbroken. <sighs> I mean, I'm happy to do that accent, but.
1: Are you even I don't know saying anything? <laughs> are you just breathing into the mic?
2: I don't know. You can cut this bit, Clementine. This is not a good joke. <laughs> Okay. I fucked it up. She, it was a good setup, heartbroken, but I decided to go sad and slow. So, I yeah, mean, that's ahead. kind
1: of just on point. Yeah. You're being honest, and that was an actor's choice. As
2: being honest is an actor's choice.
1: Movie <laughs> etiquette. Give me one quick tip about movie etiquette. Just
2: watch the movie. How hard is it to just watch a freaking movie? Okay, people sometimes. People talk, people, do, people, people blab, uh, people, uh, people just, like, sometimes there was a person sitting next to us who was, like, willfully crinkling her bag of potato chips and it almost ruined us for me. I wanted to fucking murder them with a ball-peen hammer. Just watch a movie. If you must have snacks, have snacks. But don't crinkle. Don't crunch. Don't talk to your neighbors. You can't. No phones. No phones. I'm addicted to my phone. Even for a movie, I shut my phone phone off it's three hours of your life at most 12 hours if you're watching a marvel movie <laughs> just like please get your shit together and don't like this is so easy this is so freaking easy i don't care who you are how old you are if you're a baby you cannot see a movie i'm sorry you have to wait till you're a toddler and you can shut and you can be transfixed sticky fingered by clapping. fine, fine uh, you get it. You get the whole, you get the whole thing. You get the whole deal. Just watch the movie. And if you're not old enough to watch a movie, you shouldn't be in the movie. I agree. Mm.
1: My tip for movie etiquette is, <laughs> I don't, almost don't want to say anything because yours was so ranty. I'm going to say, don't talk. Also, Don't, Don't don't ask questions, because I think yours kind of ran the gamut of (laughs) literally everything that could go wrong in a movie. (laughs) Uh, I say also, it's fine if you fall asleep in them.
2: (laughs) My favorite thing in a movie, though, that I've ever seen um, happen in a movie is I was watching Django Unchained. (laughs) About halfway through the movie, someone pointed at Jamie Foxx and screen and went, so wait, is that Django? (laughs) And I was like, fuck. You're yeah, like, I have to go. Have
0: you spaced
2: out. Although I brought, che- remember Chelly, right? My friend Chelly, mm-hmm. my friend Rami Youssef is who has a very funny show on Hulu called Rami. The show is called Rami. He screened four episodes of Rami at a place here in Hollywood. I brought Chelly, who is like a lifelong friend. Like I've known her for probably fifteen years.
1: All of your life, you're 15 che- years old. Ah,
2: yeah, 15 years before that, you're not a person. You're just an amoeba with a penis. But like, <laughs> I, I was, uh, I was, I was with Chelly, and there's a Q and a afterwards. And to my absolute horror, Chelly raises her hand.
1: I am inside of my bones right now. And
2: I was like, "What are you doing?" And Rami calls on her. Rami's yeah. not met her yet, and she goes, "So Rami," and I'm like, "What?" And she's like, (laughs) Remy, I have a question. Is Remy even like the star of Remy? Or is it like Remy the? And I'm like, Rami. Like, I'm I'm muttering, like, Rami. His name is Rami. And she's continuing with her question about like, because all the other characters in Remy seem to be just as important as Remy is to Remy. So, like, and Rami with such grace goes, I can't wait to see how many people mispronounce my name over the course of the, the show. And afterwards, I was like, Chelly what the fuck was that She's like what And I was like his name is Rami There were four episodes of a show called Rami And every episode several times Someone was like uh Rami Like they address him in the was show Was she doing a bit Nope
1: Just She real just life.
2: misheard his name Or I don't know what the fuck was broken But after it's I was like Trying to leave without seeing Rami and because uh, I was like, I'll text him later. Did
1: you get some FaceTime with Remy though?
2: Well, <laughs> yeah, Well, Remy well, comes out right. and Chelly's uh, like, wait, how do you pronounce it? And before you us a sense, he's like, it's Rami. It's oh, 100% Rami. Yeah. It was the most mortifying moment of my life. And like Whitmer Thomas and Misha Johiri and Joel Kim Booster and Patty Harrison and a whole bunch of other comedians were there. And they looked at me like when we we're walking out and one of them was like, that's your fault. You brought a civilian here and did not instruct her. But Chelly's like Chelly's like the most wonderful writer I know, and like so funny and sharp, and like literally a genius in so many ways. But in that moment, I was like, "Are you kidding me?" I get secondhand never... hand
1: embarrassment for everything.
2: <laughs> secondhand embarrassment's the only embarrassment I get. But yes, it's the I get it. Worst. For, I
1: get it for people I don't know, people I will never meet. I'm just oh, I'm just in my shell. Yeah. Okay. The last tip, Alex being on the podcast and being through what we've been through with this hour. What are you
2: talking? About? It's been delightful.
1: What tip do you have for the next guest? If you could give one piece of advice for the next guest that's on here, what would you say to them?
2: Um I'd have two. Can I do two? Of
1: course. One
2: is um one is don't don't take any shit. Don't don't <laughs> from me? From you or Clementine <laughs> or her or her mean little dog. Just just do you. Don't just stay as off the rails as possible. This podcast is at its best when it is careening wildly from <laughs> one side of the bowling alley to the other. And the second piece of advice is buy, buy my pillow. Okay, Alex,
1: thank Stop you. With the
2: hair of Donald <laughs> Trump. Every my pillow. It's just not a good pillow. Donald Trump.
1: It's really tiny of a pillow. <laughs> the
2: great emancipator. <laughs> it's just Donald a sheet. Trump.
1: A double folded sheet. <laughs>
2: my pillow. Every pillowcase has holes cut into it so you can put it over your head. My pillow. <laughs> Alex,
1: where can we find you on the internet? Um, What's that handle?
2: I'm on uh, at Alex Edelman uh, for Twitter and at the Alex Edelman for Instagram. Also, and I'm doing uh, a show here in Los Angeles, a solo show. Um, that by the time this is out, should be announced it'll either be the last week of May or the first week of June. I went to a meeting of Nazis in New York.
1: Oh, my God. In 2018.
2: And I sat there for a while and then eventually one of them's like, hey, you're a Jew, right? And I was like, yeah. And they're like, you have to go. And there was a little argument and that's what the show is about. So, Wow. Um, yeah, it's a good show. It's won a whole bunch of awards. It's been nominated for a whole bunch of awards and lost those awards. But um, yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's a good show. And yeah, I think that you would enjoy it if you're listening to this and you've managed to make it to the end of May, you'll like me on stage for an hour. So um, please come to that. And by the time this podcast is out, the show will be announced. It so. will be. <laughs> <laughs> it- Mine- <laughs>
1: Alex, I swear to God, if you do this one more time, <laughs> if you have a sticky situation or burning concern, email us at justatipshow at gmail.com and be sure to sign off sleepless in Seattle style so we don't out your true persona. Double points if you mention your age because that helps you in the end. Again, I'll say this one more time because I love repeating myself. Live show, June 15th. Come hang out. Teach me all the Chi-Town language because I need to be cool on Twitter and the colloquialisms I cannot keep up with. Also, can't say the word colloquialisms. Last words for me, Alex. Anything? Don't even.
2: I'm a thick <laughs> bitch. I like headphones. <laughs> okay. Uh, no, no, no. Um, yeah. That's great. Find, well, me, find, me on, find me on Instagram. Megan is very wise. I highly recommend continuing to listen to her podcast and, and, yeah, ignoring everything her guests say, but listening to her. She's very good.
1: I'm a thick bitch. I need
2: headphones. That's
1: right. Bye.
0: Great. Thank you so much.